Here we go. Money talk. Here comes the money. Money, 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 What's up, Smart Money Wrestling Podcast coming at you again this week. Yeah. Oh man, so excited to be here on this one. Jam-packed show today. Huge announcement upcoming. Make sure you guys stick around for the entire show. You're definitely going to want to hear this one. Or show. Oh man, so much to cover. Let's just get right into stuff. Let's get to the social media stuff right away. So you guys can always contact us uh, on Twitter, at SmartMoney, at KLOCK7, at AGENS81, over on Instagram. Uh, what's the tag on the Instagram? Something like that. Smart Money Podcast. You'll find it. Trust you guys. Uh, And then also uh, find all of our past episodes on SoundCloud and go over to Facebook. Give us a like. Give us a share on our Facebook page, Smart Money Wrestling Podcast over there. Uh, Hit us up. Comment on our stuff. And keep an eye out because there's definitely going to be some some fun stuff coming up over there. So, So yes, just to clarify, it's Smart Money Wrestling Podcast on Instagram. There it is. Look at that. On the fly. Like a professional. (laughs) <laughs> I had to look back at the text you sent me last week. <laughs> it works, though. So go over there, give us a like on that as well. Uh, I know Alicia works very, very hard on a lot of the stuff over there, so uh, show her some love. <laughs> Is that, was that a debatable? <laughs> Come on, I was trying to put you over. Jeez, let me just take a compliment. Okay, so <laughs> let's, let's get into stuff today because we are going to have a lot to go over. Uh, obviously, this past weekend... Uh, you know, we did have the the, uh, the Frontline show uh, in Spencer. There was WWE Fastlane. Um, and, you know, again, a lot of other stuff to cover. Fastlane. <laughs> oh, man, they could have definitely like, skipped it. N- but Neutral lane, you mean? Ugh, like passing lane, carpool lane. <laughs> I don't know. But we'll get into that in a little bit. But first, let's get into our opening contest. Bring it all right, so first things first, we're going to get into uh, a couple of updates on some things we talked about on uh, last week's episode. Uh, last week we had mentioned that Andrade had put in for his release and it was denied. Uh, a week later, he is now no longer with WWE. They have granted him his release. Good. You know, yeah. last last week I got I felt like I got a little bit hot takey on it, but at the same time I, I feel like it's it's kind of justified. You you have somebody sitting on the bench that wants to perform, wants to, you know, do what they've done their entire life to get to this point, and when they're not being used for for whatever the reason, and they just sit out their contracts, it's like let them go somewhere else. Um, so I'm I'm very happy that he was able to actually get his release. Um, one of the interesting things, though, one of the details about his release is normally there's that 90-day no-compete clause. That's what I was just looking up because <laughs> I thought I had read yeah. that he does not have that. No, um, it was actually kind of interesting because of the timing of everything. A lot of people started to wonder, you know, with, uh, oh, what was it? There was, there was a rumor going around that maybe he was going to show up in AEW right away. Um, I don't think that's the case. I, I think there's going to be some time in between, obviously. Um, but I, I think that, you know, maybe we see him end up there. I, I honestly would not be shocked. 
Possibly. And I, I'd be okay with that. They have a solid division. I, I would really like to see him either, you know, maybe go back to Mexico again, uh, pop up in uh, maybe New Japan at some point. I mean, I, I feel like a guy like him has all the talent in the world, a lot of options. I think there's a lot of doors open for that guy. Oh, for sure. So I, I think that talent's going to be able to carry him way further than it did in WWE. Uh, for me, it, it took me a little bit to kind of get on board with him. I, I think that the way that they were using him in NXT originally was... Um, a little bit underwhelming, I yeah, thought. Yeah, I think, like I said last week, uh, I didn't really have eyes on him until that match he had with Johnny Gargano, yep. which I was blown away. I was like, wow, this dude's going to be a star. And from that point on, you, you saw it. You know, something changed, some a switch flipped, and, and something was completely different in the way that they handled him in ring. I think he made it just... Maybe he just got comfortable with the WWE style at that point, or or what? But something changed right there. Yeah, instead of but. instead of uh, Johnny Johnny Takeover, they should call him Johnny Putover. Because <laughs> anybody that gets in the ring with him, whether he wins or loses, he puts them over big. Oh, 100%. And that's why a guy like that, you know, him being in NXT for as long as he has, and I'm I'm completely fine with that because that guy is a star maker. So I I think when it comes down to it, you know, again. Congrats to Andrade for uh, for getting that release that yeah. he wanted, and uh, it's weird you don't normally congratulate people on getting release <laughs> on getting release, but he wanted it, so I, I just feel like sometimes you know you do see something in a different way where it's like if you know sometimes you know change is for the best, and I think you yeah. know whether it be you know a different job sometimes or a relationship or or anything sometimes it you just need to be able to get out of where you're at and, and go somewhere where you can be productive and do better things, and I think that's what we're going to get right now with Andrade. My biggest question right now, too, is what is going to happen between him and Charlotte? Because mm-hmm. obviously she's not leaving anytime soon, and he's going to be out doing whatever, wherever he goes from here. Yeah. Um, I wonder what's going on with them, because they're, they're engaged, I believe, aren't they? Yeah. And, I mean, you have a similar situation, though, too, almost on the, the mirror side of that with uh, Zelina Vega, you know, Thea Trinidad, and uh, Alistair Black. Yep. And uh, recent reports with Alistair Black is one of the reasons I've been seeing lately, um, you know, making the rounds on online, uh, is the fact that one of the reasons why guys like Andrade, guys like um, Alistair Black, Murphy, um, weren't being used is because they were Paul Heyman guys. And when Paul Heyman was actually... Um, I don't. I can't remember if he was fired or released or, or stepped down from his position as, as one of the writers. Um, a lot of those guys kind of took the hit though as well. Yep. He so, was the only one like, you know, you you saw these big pushes in these mm-hmm. guys, and then uh, as soon as Heyman was no longer um, running Raw, I believe it was. Yeah. Uh, these guys just kind of fell off. Which is terrible. I mean, at that point, you know, like he. I feel like Paul Heyman is one of those people that has that just that natural eye for talent, and you look at some of the people that you would consider a Paul Heyman guy, mm-hmm. or or a Paul Heyman girl, and a lot of them have gone on to do amazing things. Absolutely. So it's I mean it's interesting to see that that's kind of how that goes, but that's that's a whole topic for a different time. Yeah. Uh, again, though, just you know to kind of put a bow on this one, it's it's I'm interested to see where Andrade goes after this though, because I think you're going to see him somewhere sooner than later. Hopefully. So. Uh, so let's get on to the second uh, item that we have this week. Another update from last week. Uh, you know, we did speak about Kylie Ray um, making her return to wrestling after being away for quite a while, several months. Um, you know, she's going to be coming back and making her, uh, her um, I, I almost want to say debut, but it's, it's a comeback. It's, yeah. it's interesting because in, in the way that you, you saw her take a step back, 
from wrestling. You know, she posted on social media, I have to, I have to step away. I am no longer a professional wrestler. And she just dropped off the map for a while. Seems like, you know, she kind of got her head straight, found that passion again, and now is returning to wrestling. Yep. Um, unfortunately, her opponent uh, will not be making this one. Um, in, in news that just kind of came out recently, um, you know, last week we were talking about uh, Kylie Ray making her return against Thunder Rosa. Which would have been such a good match, I think. Oh, and we, we had talked about this right away, and I was so excited for that. I was so on board for this match. Um, I guess it's kind of unfortunate um, you know, you and I talk about this a lot, and we obviously joke around about it a lot, but cards subject to change. Yeah. Um, basically, what happened in this uh, instance is that uh, Thunder Rosa is currently signed with NWA. Now, NWA hasn't really been running shows as of late. So, you know, obviously there's like the, I wouldn't say a loophole, but at least a working relationship between yeah. NWA and AEW with some of the talent. Uh, so that's why you're seeing Thunder Rosa being able to compete on uh, AEW without really a, you know that yeah, big of an issue. She was, she was NWA champ. She was on yeah. uh, AEW a bunch with the title. That's how she came into AEW. Yeah. Was actually defending that title, yeah. and um, so it's interesting to see that you know now that NWA is coming back, they're going to be they're going to start running shows again. That uh, you know because of the the contract issues, I guess in that sense, it just it doesn't work out. So. The match between Thunder Rosa and Kylie Ray is officially off. Um, like I guess, fortunately though, they are still looking for another opponent for Kylie Ray. Um, I, I think they'll be able to put something together. They, they, they have a lot of time. I mean, the show isn't until June, so I, I feel like they can figure something out. Yeah. Um, but either way, we'll definitely keep you guys posted on that one because it is something that uh, is coming up pretty quick. I mean, in the, only a couple months away. I'm I'm very interested in this one because oh, I, hey, I might want to take the trip. So. Hey, we we, we we help put together a show in, in a month, so <laughs> uh, I, I I think I think those guys can pull it off. I do too. I'm just I'm very curious because you know right now Thunder Rosa is probably one of the like just hottest most like has the most momentum going right now. Yep. Uh, especially you know on the heels of that match that unsanctioned lights out match with Britt Baker. I think Thunder Rosa stock is as high as it's ever People been. People are so. still talking about. Yeah, and I—I I mean, they should. That that match was absolutely amazing from top to bottom. I, I kind of want to go back and watch it again. I, I I might do that this week. But either way, we'll keep you guys posted on what what happens there, um, because again, that's going to be something that's going to be really interesting to follow going forward. But let's get to our final uh, update from last week, uh, and this one's a big one. Um, I, where do we even start with this? Do we do we start with with who's out rather, and then we'll talk about who's in? Or, you know... Yeah, let's do the bad news first. Okay, so... You know, last week we ran through the 2020 and, at that point, the 2021 draft classes uh, for the WWE Hall of Fame. Yep. Um, we had talked about Batista basically headlining the, the 2020 draft class. I mean, I, I guess you could call it that. I, I feel like there's a like, lot... It'd be like co-headline him and NWO. Yeah, it, I think it's just the way it's listed because it, it's just a single person and they have it listed a little yeah. bit different. But, I mean, he was one of the biggest names that was on uh, on that list. Um, no longer. He is out. Um, in, in some shocking news that kind of just happened was, uh, I think it was over this past week, is there's just... He's just not going to be there. Uh, he's, what, filming a movie or something? Yeah. And, like, due to, like, scheduling conflicts and stuff like that. Uh, it's kind of something similar to, like, John Cena. Like, John Cena's filming a movie, and, like, with COVID and traveling mm -hmm. and quarantine restrictions and all the stuff like that, 
They'd have to shut the movie down. He'd have to quarantine, travel, come back, quarantine. They're, they're not going to do that. Like, yeah. you're, you're talking about a good half a month to almost a month. Well, yeah, you're, you're looking at least a month mm-hmm. of your movie getting shut down, and they're, they're just not going to let that happen. And I, if, if I recall correctly, I, I want to say it's they're filming the movie in, like, Australia or something. Something like that. So, or, like, New Zealand or some somewhere, like, way on the other side of the planet. So, um, you know, unfortunately, I, I think that, you know, this is going to be put off maybe for another year or two. I think once they can make the, the schedules work, once they can do this in person, I think he'll be there for it. I think it's not, again, not a matter of if, but when he actually does get in. Yeah. But it, we do know for sure it's not this year. Yeah, he'll, he'll get there. They just said they're postponing it for like another year or two. It is what it is. I mean, it's, it's shitty when stuff like that happens where you can't make it work, but eventually they will, so I'm not yeah. too worried I mean, about you, it. You know, obviously, that... He is has been considered and was getting inducted, so it, it's going to happen. Yeah, definitely. Well, let's talk about some of the names that we did find out, actually, that will be inducted. Yeah, so let's kind of start with the one that I think a lot of people aren't too thrilled about. <laughs> uh, the Punjab Playboy, the Great Kali. I saw that, and, you know, I, I think I messaged you right away, just with, like, a... Just why? Like, I... I get it. I get why you would. He's he's a spectacle. I mean, yeah. And he he did have a, a decent run. I mean, he did win quite a few championships and had some really big matches with some really big. I names. told you, man, when he first got on the scene and he when they booked him as that monster, where he came and he, I can't remember who Undertaker was wrestling. He came on, he just destroyed the Undertaker and he ripped that turnbuckle pad right off. Like he, I liked that Kali, like the Kali that would go out and just dominate people. I didn't, however, care for the Punjabi playboy coming out, dancing with Natalia, and oh, I didn't like that. It's like, how do you go from monster to shittily dancing in the middle of a ring? I don't understand. <laughs> you, you have WWE writers, that's how. <laughs> like, I... He was one of those people, you know, like uh, you said, like pop. when when he when he was badass, it was it was okay, like. Yeah. But you knew what you were getting with him. I mean, you also have to remember that he was also part of some of the worst matches in history, at least gimmick wise, in the Punjab prison matches. Oh come on, are you talking about the Punjab prison matches? Legendary. Oh my god, those things were awful. They were so hard to watch because of the way the cages were, you couldn't see anything, and like. It was just, oh, I could not stand those kind of matches. But. It's one of those things, like, on paper, it sounds like a really good idea until you get there and you're like, <laughs> this is not, that doesn't no, look like yeah. what it looks like on here. No, it, it definitely looked like something that would fit better in a video game than it did actual in, in, in yeah. real life execution. So, uh, but again, Great Kali makes it. Um, I'm, I'm okay with it. I, I feel like there's always going to be those people that make the Hall of Fame that you kind of look at and you're just like, I, it's just odd, but when you really sit down and think about it, they do check a lot of those boxes off. And, you know, you, you really couldn't tell the the story of WWE in that, that era without talking about Great Kali. He, so, he, was, he was one of the most dominant guys at that time. So, you know, going from one dominant big man to another, and this one is so well-deserved. I'm, I'm so happy yeah. for this guy. The way that they announced it was awesome as well. I loved it. The uh, video was great. Yeah. And we're talking about Kane. Um, That's gotta be Kane! Oh, I'm so happy for this one. This is definitely one where it, you know, you've it really hits you right in the feels, you know? Because 
You think about the longevity of his career. You think about how his gimmick has changed overall. And again, you know, we talk about you can't tell the story of WWE without talking about this guy. Yeah, uh, it's it's awesome. the The video was great. They had uh, <laughs> they had the Undertaker uh, on like I don't know the bump. Yeah, but like I don't know if it was FaceTime or yeah. whatever whatever app they were using. But they were on video with Kane, and he he told him. Uh, that he is going to he was the next inductee in the 2021 Hall of Fame and you can see the look on Kane's face he kind of seemed like he thought it was a joke he definitely did like he, he thought he thought like Undertaker was just like ribbing him because yep. then he's like are you serious with that like and Taker is like no absolutely I'm 100% serious like there you know there is no WWE without Kane. There's no Hall of Fame without Kane in it, um, which he's right. Yep. Uh, Kane is like you said. He's one of the guys that checks all the boxes. And once once it became real, you saw how emotional and how I think humble and um, just happy that Glenn Jacobs was, because um, that's a huge honor. I don't care what anyone says <laughs> like. There's no real like WWE Hall of Fame that you can like go to. It's more of just like a, I think a bragging rights thing. Mm-hmm. But I thought they were talking about trying to do something at one point, which they definitely should. They, because I, I don't know why they haven't right. at this point, but they should definitely have a like Hall of Fame museum. Well, and think about all the stuff they have in the prop room and all that kind of exactly. stuff though, too that they have. Like oh exactly. my god, I would definitely go uh, in a heartbeat. Oh, I would go. <laughs> but um, yeah, I. Even even to have that bragging right, just mm-hmm. you know, especially from to say like I I am in this group with people like Andre the Giant and you know all these other legends that have gone before him. I think is it's it's an awesome honor, mm-hmm. and you could tell how much it, it, it meant to him because he damn near cried. Yeah, and you you really can't blame him though either because it's again it's something that I feel like when when you get into the Hall of Fame, at least in the way that that he did, or it feels like he did. I felt like that was more of all of the people that he had worked with and everything, giving him that thumbs up saying, you deserve this. You should be there. Yeah. We're going to make this happen for you. I always love Kane. Yeah. I mean, and it was, it was kind of like, there was no way that he wasn't going to make it again. It was another one of those. It's not if it's just when, and the timing is right now. It's my favorite Kane is still the original Kane. Mm -hmm. Uh, I love that outfit, the mask, everything. (laughs) Um, some of the some of the transitions I liked uh, I liked when he did the, you know he had like the, the red and the, and the, with the black flames but then he <laughs> went off and did like the, uh, uh, red flames with like the black, some of the different you know masks he had, uh, his outfit has definitely changed a lot his gimmick has changed we had corporate cane for who knows how long. <laughs> way too long yeah right? way too long I will say though uh, going <laughs> going back to kind of when we're in that middle part of like Kane's career uh finger 11 slow chemical yes that's a yep. banger dude that I still is. listen to that I song, that song. <laughs> oh man um it's my favorite Kane theme song yeah but again for real huge huge honor for him props go out to him though it's been a long time coming I'm definitely glad that they were able to make that happen for him not only that but uh you know best of luck to him in his uh next race he is going to be seeking re-election as mayor of Knox County down in Tennessee. So <laughs> just one more thing, you know, how, how crazy is it though, to be able to say like, well, now your mayor is in the WWE hall of fame. I mean, that's, that's well, pretty it's, great. It's crazy. You know, I, I, I don't care what your political beliefs are when, when he was announced as 
when they announced him as the winner of that election, <laughs> they played his freaking Kane theme song <laughs> while he was walking up to the podium to make his speech. I love it. Awesome. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I, again, I don't care what your political beliefs are, that is freaking cool. <laughs> so, you know, speaking of Kane, though, getting in, let's talk about one of his former partners, somebody that he won the WWE Tag Team titles with. Um, and this one, you know, obviously a lot of you guys know this is no secret that we've been working towards something for quite a long time, um, and, and we're almost there, and we'll get, we'll get to that a little bit later as well. Uh, also with some really, really big news about this guy. You guys are going to want to stick around for that. That being Rob Van Dam. Now, the thing with this, though, is it, this is interesting. It's because, not official. But that's what makes it so strange to me, is because it, it leaked out it was leaked. through, uh, uh, like I said, I want to say it was Fightful. I, don't quote me on that, but it yeah. was definitely through a source that said that that's where it was like kind of pointing. That's where it was kind of going. But nobody has said no. But nobody has said yes. I and know. And that's the but, other part that's but, odd. But this like, thing, right. nobody's saying yes. I'm, I'm okay with that. Right. Like... That, that's that that that's all well and good. Mm -hmm. It's the fact that no one has come forward and said no, it's not true. Right. That's what makes me feel like okay, it is true. They just haven't announced it yet. Now it's out there, and they're just like, well, we'll just release it when we were gonna release it. But like, wouldn't you have done it in a way though, where you know, since then, you know, you've had the opportunities to make that announcement and you still haven't, and you've put two other people in. So it's strange to me that they wouldn't have just said okay you know even if they were gonna let's say announce it this next week why wouldn't they have just skipped ahead said well everybody you know cat's out of the bag now let's just do no, you know do just, the announcement now and then move from there I, I feel like that's just wwe's way of treating it they're gonna yeah. be like well we'll we'll throw two names out now maybe they'll forget about it or they just don't acknowledge that it happened like however many times something Sure. That's gone horribly wrong right. in WWE. <laughs> they just never mention it again. Yeah. They just forget. They, they, they think that we forget because they don't mention it. it um, it's just goofy to me that it kind of works out that way. Obviously, you know, we're well aware of all of the stuff that's going on with him as far as, you know, him filming uh, WWE icons for the network that's going to be coming out uh, over the summer and, you know, doing a lot of stuff with them as far as that goes. So... You know, obviously there were talks there. I feel like that would have been wrapped in with that part of the deal. You know, yeah, it just seems like the timing exactly. of that would, would the, be the, the best. The timing way. of everything, just, it, it just seems right. Now, if you're if you're doing this in a way where you're talking about where you're going to make the announcement that you're you have these upcoming episodes and you give like a trailer for them and then also you know segue that into saying that you know speaking of Rob Van Dam, he's the next in you know inductee yeah. into the Hall of Fame. If you want to group it together and kind of put those things together. That I can understand. It's just the timing of it was very strange to me because of how it, it just seemed like the announcement, I guess, kind of like it could have been bigger because of how it was, you know, like I think if you saw something like that announced on, on Monday Night Raw or, or something like that, that gets a huge pop. Everybody's super over the moon about it right now. It's, it's that kind of middle ground of like everybody's just on the edge of their seat waiting to see it confirmed because yeah. we all want it. Obviously, we all want it, and he damn sure deserves it, hundred percent. So, like, I think that it was just odd how that how that happened. Either way, oh, that's what happens when people leak news. Yeah. Either way, it, I, it I just think throws it's... a wrench into everyone's plan. I'm sure they probably had some plan, whether it's just to announce it like they normally do, which, like you said again, you, it's still a huge pop. Yeah. Um. But yeah, who knows? Yeah, it is what it is. I and... hope it's true. Oh, me too. <laughs> like. Um, I, I think it's one of those cases, though, too, where I, I think we'll find out in the next week or so. Obviously, we don't really have much of a choice. 
because it has to get done. Well, we yeah, only have a couple weeks away. We're, we're, we're basically two weeks away from WrestleMania. So it's it's definitely going to be happening sooner than later. So we'll, obviously we'll be keeping you guys posted on this one as well because this one's definitely very near and dear to us, especially with what's coming up. Uh, but what we're going to do is uh, we're going to take a really quick break and we're going to come back. We're going to break down uh, oh, a little had, bit about Fastlane. I, I thought you had some more... Uh... Oh. Some interesting information about uh, uh, something that doesn't really happen a whole lot during wrestling <laughs> matches, but something happened in Japan. Why don't you, uh, why don't you tell so, them peeps what happened? I don't, I don't want to take too long on this because we're already, as always, but I, over. I, but I still but think it's, 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 it's it is pretty cool, cool. Worth mentioning. Okay, so over the past weekend, uh, there was a New Japan show. It was a there was a six man tag match uh, between um, it was Okada Tanahashi. And Ibushi teaming up against Bullet Club members Jay White, Kenta, <laughs> and the Tokyo Pimp uh, Takahashi. And it, on paper, it's kind of whatever. But during the match, there was an actual earthquake that hit mid-match. It was a, a six point nine or seven point oh on the Richter scale earthquake. Uh, the match had to be basically paused. Um, they didn't stop the match they made an announcement just to make sure that everybody is safe and you know nobody's panicking and then they continued the match <laughs> afterwards um it's it's definitely something i haven't seen before go out check it out um i'll have to i'll have to see if i can find the uh the exact show it was from over this weekend i i do believe that there was uh it, it is on uh new japan world so go out there and find that one um i'm definitely going to be uh taking a look at that because it was just i saw the article and I, I watched the clip uh, on Twitter, and it just it cracked me up because it just what what do you do? You know, like that's such a strange thing. New Japan, like earthquake, <laughs> keep going. <laughs> I just love it though. They're like, Come hold on, on hip just, toss. We'll just we'll just pause it so we're not gonna count while everybody's on the outside of the ring. <laughs> okay, now get back in there and keep going, and and they did, but. Yeah, very odd thing. It's definitely something that doesn't come up. I know it's happened a few times during baseball games and football games and stuff in the past. Uh, one of the World Series, when I remember yeah. when I was a kid, yep. uh, earthquake happened and it postponed the entire World World Series. This was crazy, though. Like, I mean, you're talking like a 7.0 yeah. on the Richter scale. I think that only goes up I mean, to 10, right? I mean, that's, 10, so... So that's, that's actually nothing... Nothing to really uh, that's like, that's downplay like, there. That's like three quarters of a bad <laughs> earthquake. I mean, either way, I've never been through one. I've heard they're even terrifying, even small ones. I mean, literally, I, I think there was I one never recently. I never experienced one. The only one that happened when I lived in San Diego, I didn't get to experience because my ship was out at sea at the time. Mm. My roommate, who used to be on my ship, he had gotten out recently. Uh, he felt it. It was a small one. He's like... Yeah, the the cupboards and everything shook, the sliding door shook, the windows <laughs> shook, but it's like it wasn't bad. Yeah, <laughs> that's just crazy though. Like I said, you never see something like that happen, and for it to actually happen during an event yeah. was just hilarious. So um, yeah, I definitely want to go check that one out because that sounds really really funny to me. But uh, yeah, so let's um, let's actually just take this quick break here, and then we're gonna come back. We're gonna talk a little bit about Fastlane and just um, kind of gloss it over. Yeah, we're not gonna get too in depth on this one because of there's the fact that we have other stuff to do. There's probably two things we'll talk about. Yeah, well, there's probably gonna be more. You guys yeah. know us, but we're we're gonna kind of go over a few things, what we liked, maybe what we didn't like a little bit. But we're also gonna be saving a lot of our WWE talk uh, for an upcoming show because uh, again, we we're, we're gonna be pretty busy with some stuff. Some of you guys know what it is, but stay tuned. We're gonna be right back. Every time that I'm down, I rise up. Every time. Every time that I'm down, I rise up. Every time they hate, go harder. 
And we are back. Thank you for sticking with us after that short break. Uh, we are back now to talk a little bit, and I I really mean a little bit, about WWE Fastlane this past weekend. Yeah, let's talk about Fastlane as fast as possible. <laughs> All right, so let's let's get right into it. Let's go right to the pre-show match, uh, that being uh, Riddle defending his WWE United States Championship against Mustafa Ali. Um, don't want to get, again, too far into this one. Riddle retains, which was the obvious one. Big story that comes out of this, though, more than anything else, is it looks like Retribution is done. Yeah, this is probably one of the highlights of Fastlane, as looks like that trash gimmick is going away. It was very, very disappointing, though, because I, I felt like this gimmick had something. It had steam when it was in NXT, and when they brought it up to the main roster, just like WWE does sometimes with this kind of thing, it did not transfer well, and they really screwed the pooch on this one. I, I think that the talent that's in that stable, got they got done dirty. Um, I, I think that they had some really bright plans with that, but when they went with the comically bad gimmick, just weird... What, what did you call it? They're basically crappy, like, Batman, like, like Bane masks. Like Dollar Store Banes? Yeah. I mean, it's... They're like Dollar Store Bane masks. It was, it was terrible, though, because it's like, you know, they, they could have done something with it and again, they completely dropped the ball with the booking on this. I think it's oddly timed that they're pulling the plug on this only a couple short weeks away from WrestleMania. You're telling me that you couldn't have made this into something that either happened at WrestleMania or right after. Well, it's like so. they had such a big buildup with Retribution. And I swear to God, there there is a couple of shows where it looked like they had 15 to 20 guys come out and beat the crap out of people. And then it ended up only being like, what, five people total? Yeah. And then some of some of the people, not even the people that were doing it, the gimmick in yeah. NXT. So it was, it, I don't know. It had high hopes in the beginning, and then yeah, like you said, as soon as they came out with those stupid masks on, everyone's just like, "What the hell is this?" This is this is a common phrase that we use, and a lot of you that have listened to us for a long time will understand this. But they got ascensioned. <laughs> yeah, they hard. got ascensioned. So again, that's probably the biggest news out of that one. Uh, you know, we'll we'll talk about Riddle. Um, a little we, more. We might in have a couple to weeks. change that term now. They didn't. They, we, we should no longer say they got ascension. We should say they got retribution. <laughs> it's the same thing at this point. Yeah. A little bit more current. So yeah, I mean, I guess that's, that's we're gonna have to change that up. But it's so true, man. They they really screwed that up. But again, it is what it is. Uh, hope that there's gonna be some more uh, opportunities for uh, Ali. Uh, T-Bar being, uh, what's his name now? Dominic I mean, it, Yeah, I, I really think that, Well, that's you know, like, that's who he was in NXT. Yeah, I, I really think that he was one that, when they put him in that gimmick, it, it just did him no favors. I really hope that they can fix the damage that they've done with these he guys. He has some great matches with, like, Keith Lee and NXT, and then they give him this crap. Yeah. So, we'll, we'll see where they go from here. It seems like they're kind of keeping, uh, I want to say, Mace and T-Bar together as a tag team right now, which I'm okay with. Uh, as long as they can do something to get those stupid masks off of them and let them actually sorry, work. Sorry, there's only one mace, in my opinion, and that's the same old pimp. You know, he ain't changed by his limb. <laughs> <laughs> All right, can't really segue off of that, so we're, we're not even going to try. Let's get into the, uh, the next match, and this one I definitely don't want to talk about too much because it's <laughs> only going to be negative. I vented to you about this earlier, so I'm just going to keep it I short. Did, 
I missed I missed the match, so I'm glad I didn't see any. And of and I'm telling you, you didn't miss a damn thing. I was too busy playing Monster Hunter World because that game is the shit. Time time better spent. That's for damn sure. <laughs> I I wish I could have gotten this ten minutes back. I'm I'm very critical on this because I think that this match itself, uh, you know, Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler defending their WWE Women's Tag Team Championships against the team of Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks. Uh, Sorry, I almost forgot one of the most important things that's been going on in the women's division as of late. Uh, Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler were actually accompanied to the ring by Reginald. Oh, Jesus. One of the things that gets me, and, you know, I, it's so strange seeing a man being so involved in the storylines in a women's division. I, I feel like it, they don't have to do it that way. And it, it's literally everything in this storyline over the past, like, month has been about Reginald. And it's it's insane to me. But that's not even why I was upset about this match. It, to me, <laughs> it just made it look like everybody was weak. Nobody came out of this match looking good. Are we going to get another Santina Morella instance here? <laughs> or, uh, with, like, uh, with Reginald, where he's, he's going to come out and wrestle in, in a women's match as... Uh, Regina. Regina. <laughs> I mean, his twin at, sister, Regina. At this point, I mean, you could probably just put him in there as Reginald. Yeah. I, you know, it's it's not going to matter. Like, I just think it's a bit ridiculous. But again, nobody oh. came out of this match, I think, looking like looking good. I, I don't want to get into it. I just want to say that hopefully for Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks, they can turn this around, though, when it comes uh, time for WrestleMania. Because I, I do think that there there's a lot... A potential in that matchup. I think so too. I just think that the way that they've gotten there has been so clunky and yeah. so disorganized that I, I just really hope that the WrestleMania moment overshadows the how bad it's been to get to that yeah. point. Yeah, Ho- hope the payoff is better than the journey. Oh, me too, man. It it, it really has to be. It mm-hmm. can't be much worse. So. Let's move on to the next one, though, too. And I know you're a little bit critical on this one. Uh, that being Big E defending his WWE Intercontinental Championship against Apollo Crews. The new look Apollo Crews. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I don't really care for the new gimmick. I, I like that maybe he's getting more attention now from people backstage. Because I think he's got a hell of a lot of talent. But I don't like that all of a sudden he's using an accent now. And, you know, the the thing around, around the... Uh, internet wrestling community is everyone's joking that oh Vince McMahon saw Welcome to America too and now he's like oh let's let's do that with Apollo Crews because <laughs> he's like from Nigeria so <laughs> but you know we were talking about this before as well at least he's legitimately from the country that they are trying to portray him from yeah and that's you know? cool and like I said if I, I can deal with all the stupid stuff that I don't like as long as it means like He's getting some time to shine. Yeah. Because he had not been getting a lot of time to shine recently. And like I said, I think he's got a lot of talent. Um, let's yeah. let's talk about that finish, though, because that was one of the things yeah. that was a little bit controversial on this one. Um, you know, it, it was kind of strange because, you know, in this whole storyline, we've seen a lot of times where Biggie has beaten Apollo uh, clean and, continue, you know, Apollo keeps coming back saying, I want one more match. I want another shot at this. And that's kind of how the story has gotten to this mm-hmm. point. So I, I think with the way that this match finished, where it, you know you see Apollo go for a, a small package roll-up to try to get the victory, um, it looks like it kind of got a little bit reversed in a sense, like the pressure was kind of put back on both of their shoulders. And at the last second, you can see that Big E tries to bridge out and raise up a shoulder, but it was very, very yeah, close. Yeah, it, 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 didn't, it didn't pull off. They didn't pull off what I think they were going for. Right. 
cleanly, so it just looked awkward. You could see some confusion after the fact as well. Um, it did look like, you know, there was some looks at the ref of, well... You the know, ref got the ref right right away, though, was pointing at yep. Big E and saying, like, winner, winner. So. Well, and at, at that point, though, too, I mean, even if it comes down to it, you can still use that during the storyline. We see this all the time, where if they really wanted to go back and, and point this out and say, well, your shoulders were down, too... If they really wanted the to, they can. The ref was can. in a position where he, they, right. the ref didn't see that that shoulder down. Yep. So we'll we'll see kind of what they do with it. I I do think that this it was going to be planned anyway that that Cruz was going to take the loss here, so it didn't change anything. Well, then you got you got the beat down afterwards, so obviously they're going to continue this into WrestleMania. Not and also it, it was interesting to see Cruz uh, actually start using the whatever you want to call it the angle slam, the Olympic slam. Yeah. Uh, not once, not twice, but three times on Biggie. Yeah. So. I think we're going to see this one continue through WrestleMania. I think at that point, maybe that's where we see the title change, yep. which I would be completely fine with. Yep. Uh, because I think that is one of those things where, you know, you always know how WWE likes to do it. They like to make this a worldwide event. And if you're telling me that you have somebody from Africa, somebody from across the world that people can get behind over there, mm-hmm. they're definitely going to do that. So I think on the biggest stage of them all, when you have the most eyes on you possible, I think that's where you get the title change. And I'm, I'm completely fine with that. Agreed. So let's continue on. Let's uh, you know, let's let's spend less time than this actually took to actually happen. Uh, mm-hmm. Braun Strowman taking on uh, Elias, uh, who is accompanied by Jackson Riker. Um, this one was really really strange. We had talked about this a little bit uh, last week. How this match between Braun and it was supposed uh, to be him Shane, and Shane was kind of that was kind of where they were going with it. It was announced, but it was unofficial. And then at the last second, they kind of made something up that Shane got injured during training, and that's why he had to be pulled from the match uh at that point uh you, we see the backstage segment earlier on in, in Fastlane where Elias goes up to Shane saying that he wants to do a concert he wants to be on Wrestlemania because that's where he deserves to be and then Shane says I have an idea and then walks away the idea was putting Elias in this match because yeah. he was going to have a concert and then all of a sudden it gets interrupted by Strowman now we have a match. I did think it was funny, though, because Shane's like, oh, by the way, um, you're taking my place. <laughs> and then like, that was it. And then I mean, Strowman kills Elias. Yeah, squash match ensues. Um, it's exactly what you kind of expected it to be. Um, I'm not going to get too much more into this because, again, this is just basically all building. building to Shane and Strowman at WrestleMania, which, honestly, I do not. Care all it all, all this is doing is building up for Shane to jump off of something. Yeah, he's and, gonna jump off something. And I swear, if, he's gonna jump off the pirate ship. If it's the pirate ship, then, then we're the okay. That's ship. what it has to be, right? It has well, to it be. It has that. to be. So it, there's, I'm I'm really curious. So I might have to look into this so too because I thought they might be selling some tickets for that to actually be on the pirate ship oh, during yeah. Mania, but I'm not 100 percent sure on that. But huh. I kind of hope they don't because they really should keep that open for. For Shane to jump off yeah, that. Shane's coming off the pirate ship. If he if he jumps off the plank, I'm gonna lose it. <laughs> All right. So moving on though, this match actually was uh, a lot better than I expected. I mean, I, on paper it it should be, and they actually kind of let these guys go a little bit, and I was very happy about it. That being Seth Rollins taking on Shinsuke Nakamura. Now you know this match to me didn't really have the biggest build up to it. Um, I know it kind of started because of uh, Cesaro going down, yeah. um, and it was at that point Nakamura and Cesaro teaming together, um, and now it, it just kind of seemed like they pivoted, and instead of continuing the feud with uh, Rollins and Cesaro, they kind of just plugged in Nakamura for right now until Cesaro's back. Yeah. But I was okay with that, because this is actually a really, really good match. Um, yeah, it was, it was pretty decent. Yeah, um, again, I, I think... It wasn't, the... it wasn't, oh my god, that was amazing. No. It's, it's not something that I'm going to remember for the rest of my life. No. 
But for what it was, it was a good match. On on this show in particular, yeah. it stood out even more, I think, for me. Because of some of the other matches just didn't hit the mark. And this one was one that I didn't really have expectations for. Yeah. And they, they did pretty well for what it was. Well, like you said, on paper, if you see those two names going next to each other, you're like, this ought to be good. But I mean, knowing that there wasn't a title, knowing that there wasn't too much story, knowing, you yeah. know, those kind of things, they still went out there and put put together a pretty decent well, was, match for was, about 13 minutes. It was so. more about bragging rights. It was yeah. Seth, Seth thinks that Shinsuke Nakamura didn't respect him. So that match was basically, mm-hmm. I'm going to beat the respect into you. And again, it was yeah. it was one of those matches that they hit the spots that you expected yeah. them to. I like the finish. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, it was the one thing that I, I told you about earlier that I really liked about this match, though, as well, was the fact that they uh, Rollins went to do a stomp, and it was the weirdest way because Nakamura had kind of moved and was kneeling but kept like one of his legs up like the way he was standing, and all of a sudden... Rollins goes for a stomp, misses, hooks his ankle on Nakamura's leg, pulls himself all the way back against his momentum into, like, a knee strike, kind of. It, it was yeah. so strange. But it looked, like, it didn't look pretty, but it was super effective, and it was, it just, it was done really smooth. Yeah. And then that sets up the stomp, one, two, three, good match. I'll, I'll give it that. So, um, again, I think this is just a, a placeholder. It was a filler kind of match, but it was good to see uh, Rollins get back in there. Um, get that momentum, get the victory here moving forward. I wonder if that's going to give us uh, Seth and Cesaro at Mania. I think I think that's what it is. And I, I think that's why they're giving Cesaro that time to rest. That's yeah. why you plug in Nakamura for now. It it doesn't make Nakamura look bad because he still actually gets to go. Yeah. So, that, I mean, since we've, we've seen the change since he started uh, teaming with Cesaro, I think, is they started actually making him not so much focus on the, the artist Nakamura, yeah. but the the King of Strong style again, Nakamura. So we're we're seeing a lot more of that offense coming back, and I'm all for that. Oh yeah. All right, so let's move on to. Uh, I personally think this might have been my favorite match of the entire night. Yep, it was mine. The no holds barred match between Drew McIntyre and Sheamus. Those two brought it. They did, man. They went all over that empty arena and, and made it interesting, though. Um, they they were going and it was physical. There was there was weapons. Um, it it was exactly what I wanted it to be. I, but, I loved I loved this, the spot of um, Seamus getting thrown through the 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 Thunderdome monitors. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was cool. I was like, wow. Yeah, like, they they went, dude. They got the stairs involved. There was action on the outside, on the Kendo inside. Sticks. Dude, seeing Seamus' back after that. Both was, of their backs were pretty, yeah. pretty ripped. They were tore up. Um, the white noise off the barricades through the <laughs> table. Like, I swear to God, that was one of those matches where like they were sitting backstage in Gorilla before they came up for this match, and they're like, let's go out there and beat the living hell out of each other and then go <laughs> grab some dinner. And they did, too. <laughs> yeah. And, it again, they... You know, I talked about other matches not hitting their marks, not, not doing what they were supposed to do. This one did everything I expected it to, and yeah, I, I it, loved it because of it. So it, was, it definitely was my favorite match on the card. Yeah, we, we do have to bring this up, though. Uh, a lot of mixed reaction for Drew McIntyre's face paint, though. I get who he was going for. He's Scottish. He was going for the, the Braveheart, mm-hmm. you know, thing. Um, but, yeah, I saw a lot of... I don't know if it's just this young generation and they don't know about um, Braveheart. Or history. Or history. <laughs> Um, so I think maybe that's why a lot of people are like, they didn't get it or why they're criticizing it. I knew what it was right away. Yeah. Cause I was just waiting for him to be like, 
you can take my title, but you cannot take my freedom. <laughs> like, uh, you know, something like that. And then he puts the sword in the thing, awkward at a weird angle. Yep. Because he can never get it straight. <laughs> but um, I got it. I I, yeah. I thought it was I thought it was cool. I I thought it, he was that was his war paint. Right. He was going to war. You know, with his best friend. And that's and that's what they brought up though when he came yep. out. I I didn't really it didn't do anything for me. I, I got the reference, but it also like I didn't hate it either. Um, I was really bummed though with Seamus though because I thought he was gonna come out in like his Irish like barroom brawl outfit with like the tight oh, pants, yeah. the wife beater, the taped up knuckles, right. <laughs> you know, that, um, in that damn hat, that damn hat. <laughs> uh, but you know, it, yeah, it was a great match. I thought I I did too. Um, it really I wouldn't expect anything less from those two. And I I do like the fact that it it puts over the point that it makes Drew look. Like such a beast, though, by beating somebody who is legit in Sheamus, and it cracked me up during the match itself when they're kind of talking back and forth to each other the whole time, and Sheamus just has McIntyre down on the outside, and he goes, "Come on, I'm trying to make you legit. I'm gonna make you legit." And like, I was just like, "Oh my god!" Like, these guys are probably just cracking each other up by saying like just whatever the hell they want. Yeah. Like, but it just it made me laugh because it's like during the match, you're like, "That's exactly what you're doing right now." And you're literally saying it out loud yeah. during the match, and it, it was it was great. But uh, you know, again, we always talk about Sheamus, and uh, one of the most underrated talents I think of this generation. I, I will put that out there because you know we we talked about how this guy went from possibly never wrestling again to almost being this is this is probably some of the best stuff that he's done in his career. Oh yeah, I, over I the course so. of the last year or so, um, the run that he has been on, the momentum that he's had. Has definitely, uh, definitely changed. I think uh, over the past couple of years, though, too. Yeah. Um, I've I've kind of always liked Sheamus. I mean, I have a, I have a love hate relationship yeah. with Sheamus, but nothing but not, respect. Though, not man. not not like I hate him as like I hate him. It's just like your character pisses me off, <laughs> which means you're doing your job. Yeah. So like you right. love it, but you hate it. But you, you have the love hate relationship. <clears throat> you you love you love to hate him, and you you hate to love him. It just kind of happens that way, but. You gotta respect the guy for the contribution that he has had. Oh yeah! Another one of those people that when you look at that resume, he checks all the boxes. He he's a future Hall of Famer as well. Yeah, it's not it's not like my my dislike right now for like Sasha Banks or Nia Jax, <laughs> where I just it's not go away heat. It's you know it's it's, it's good heat. <laughs> it's like yeah, but. I, I think we're going to see a little bit of a uh, possibly a U.S. title run. It looks like they're pairing up Sheamus to take on Riddle. Um, I, I thought that's the way that they're going with it. If so, um, I'm like. okay with that. So he hit him with the scooter. <laughs> the Skeeter scooter? The Skeeter scooter. No, all right. We're not going to get into that <laughs> one. <laughs> but, yeah, great match, I thought. Yeah, me match too. Match of the night, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. So let's get on to another match, though, that uh, was, was definitely different, um, that being the intergender match between Alexa Bliss and Randy Orton. Um you know, obviously, we all know where this is leading towards. Yeah, we we knew going into that that the fiend was going to be returning somehow. We just didn't know how. Uh, now we know, and now we know what he looks like. And uh, well, before we get into that, I just want to uh, say Alexa Bliss has just been simply amazing. <laughs> like, I honestly, this is my favorite thing she's ever done. Yeah, I she has nailed this role. I think, like you talk about putting people in a role, giving them something to do. Uh, I think of our truth has always been one of those guys. Yeah. Like you, no matter what he does, you put him in a role, he's gonna nail it. Like nobody, nobody could get little Jimmy over. 
except for R-Truth. You put anyone else in that role, it's going to fail. R-Truth nailed it. Right here, Lexa Bliss, she is killing this. Oh, definitely. And, you know, it, it does kind of make you wonder because you do hear a lot uh, about just the talk of, you know, Bray Wyatt basically having creative control over, over the Fiend character and, and over the storyline. He, he has most of the creative control. Right, right. But I'm saying, like, you know, when, you, when you're working a storyline with somebody who's been in the business and been around the block so many times with, like, you know, in Randy Orton, you have somebody who has the, the creative mindset right now uh, of, of a Bray Wyatt, and then you have Alexa Bliss coming in and just nailing what she's been asked to do. Yeah, her, like she's um, been great. I, I really think a lot of credit should go to those three, even more so than the writers on this, because I do feel like it's a lot of, of them putting well, in these ideas. And you, you think of this, too, as, you know, The Fiend has been gone since, uh, what, what was that? End of last year? I'm just where, I can't remember the exact he, where, yeah I can't, what pay-per-view was that where Randy Orton set him on fire I oh, I don't remember but I thought it was December he's been gone since then yeah. and Alexa Bliss has carried this feud definitely um, with Randy Orton and she's done a hell of a job so I mean as far as calling this a match though I don't I don't know that I would there wasn't really no, much it was, it wrestling was, it, in it no um, I in, in I know you were kind of critical on it for yeah. me, it was everything I thought it was going to be. It was going to be nothing but mind games. I was until until uh, until the fiend finally showed up. Yeah, and I, I knew. I guess going into it, I, I knew it was going to be theatrical. Yep. I knew, you know, I knew it wasn't going to be much. I just thought that they could have done a little more. We didn't even see an RKO out of Randy. I don't think he had any offense in the entire match. Nope, at all. Um, it just it was a lot more of just these weird little spots that they did. But I just felt like the execution. <laughs> Also, it wasn't that great. That's I, all. I just think there's something, you know, pun intended, blissful, about seeing Alexa Bliss sitting on the bottom rope and just bouncing up and down like a little kid. I, I noticed that too. I was like, that's adorable in the creepiest way possible. Yeah, it's, um, like, it's creepily adorable. But it's also like, great job for for doing that because it added so much to it. It's the same thing with how they have her music now. Yeah, her music like it, it's it's different. It's it's darker and twisted. I like a lot of the little things, like a lot of her little mannerisms, little things that she does, mm-hmm. some like a look on her face. Like she's like I can't talk enough about how she has crushed this role. Yeah. And perfect. I think her and Bray together are perfect. I think I think they feed off of each other very well. Definitely. So I, I think with this one though, you know, let's let's just get right to the end of it though. I mean, you guys probably watched it. It was definitely an odd thing to watch. Um, but it was Interesting. It got to the point. It got to where it needed to be. So, <laughs> so yeah. So the the fiend comes up ugh. from the bottom of the ring. You know, comes up, puts his hand on Orton's ankle, and you, you just see this burnt up, like forearm and hand with like a little bit of the charred glove on it. And right away, I'm just like, oh boy. And then the the flame shoots out. The smoke comes out, and you just see this head pop out. And he does, like, the campiest head turn (laughs) to the camera. It was, like, campiest is probably, like, the only way I can describe it. You're not wrong. Because it's, like, it's the way you would see the bad guy in, in like, a B-movie horror movie. Like, turn and look at you. And it's... I'm so torn on this new look. Because he, yeah, he's burnt up. He's charred. It's, like... It's like someone's like, yo, let's take up Burn Up Chucky, Jason Voorhees, Freddy Krueger, and like mash it together in one person, and now it's like the new Fiend. 
Um, we haven't really fully seen... We've only seen him under that red light. So it's hard to really see, like... I know I, I saw a colored picture of his mask. Mm-hmm. And it actually, in color... I don't. I don't think these red lights do it justice. Right. It's, it's. It looks way better. Um, I. I did like the the addition of like the milky contact yes, on the one side. Yeah. I really like that. So from the neck up, I, I. I like everything from the neck down. I don't know what they're trying to do. It's. It's really weird. It looks like he is wearing like a potato sack shirt, <laughs> and like. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's really strange. I like uh, the mask, you know, like you were saying, the mask itself is is pretty cool. I think um, I'm curious to see if Tom Savini he was did. the one. He, he did. Um, did it, there was there was a whole team that went with it, but yeah. he was kind of like the the lead on it. Well, it's so like his, he, his makeup team. Yeah. So like he, but he, you know, kind of yeah. helped out with it, like supervised, kind of, yeah. you know, was a part of the project. But you know, it, which is awesome. Every time, you know, we talked about this originally when they made that fucking hideous belt. Where it was the the fiend yeah. championship belt, and it was like you know it's cool that Tom Savini made it, but it's like no, it was like what six hundred bucks or something yeah, like that at the time, and it was just like, nobody. I'm sure they sold a few, but but it was just it was it was brutal. It was absolutely brutal. But I mean, I I can't really fault it too much though because Tom Savini is an absolute legend, and oh, know, he, just, he he is a horror movie icon, yeah. not only actor but and makeup I, artist, producer. And I, I think that's where I think that's where Bray Wyatt kind of comes in, though, because I think he's one of those people that's like, hey, you know who would really do a good job on helping me out, try to get my vision is this guy. Yeah. If we can get this guy, and um, so that that's why I always think that's kind of cool. I think I think Bray definitely has that uh you know obviously has the interest in uh in horror movies and Clearly. you know serial killer kind of kind of stuff darker kind of stuff so i like that they're using that for the character as far as how this is going to go at mania um i really hope it's not as bad <laughs> as as some of the stuff we've seen before yeah um, they they don't have a good track record at wrestlemania with bray wyatt not not with the theatrical matches that they try to do especially when it's going to be a live crowd at, at this one in particular so well they had they tried having that one match at Mania with yeah. Orton and and the Fiend and or it was Bray Wyatt. That was Bray, yeah. And it just was not good. Yeah. I think with this one, um, you know, it's they had all these theatrics to make it look like Bray Wyatt was gonna win, and then he doesn't win. So you're like, what the hell was all that? So for? if if we see this as more of a Firefly Funhouse match, yeah. like we saw with with Cena, compared to you know the match that we saw with Orton at, at Mania before. I think if we go more towards that Firefly Funhouse direction, I think it'll be a lot. Better. Firefly Funhouse, yes, not House of Horrors. Exactly, that was, <laughs> that was absolute hot garbage as well. Yeah, so I, I think if we can get on that side of it, I think it can. It, so they lot, can do some a lot of people stuff. just because of Orton and Bray Wyatt's track record with that WrestleMania match, and yeah. then the following month was the House of Horrors match. I oh, think. Oh God, that match was. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people are very skeptical about this right now. I think they're going to do it right, though. I think they know how critic, like how critical people were of those matches prior. I, I think, think this I is think, where they, they go think, over the top. I think this is them trying to write that exactly. So it's, I, I really hope that they, like I said, do something more Firefly Funhouse. Um, I, I loved it when they when it was with Cena and they kind of went through the progression of his characters, kind of like what they're doing with like Alexa when they're doing that kind of stuff. It would be really cool to see. The progression with Randy of, you know, Legend Killer and, like, Evolution-style Randy into the Viper um, and, you know. I'm also really curious, too, because, you know, obviously wearing a mask is one thing, but now you got Bray yeah. Wyatt's wearing, like, these prosthetic arm 
hand glove things. I wonder, are there, is it like a glove? Is it attached to the sleeve of the shirt? Right. Because like I'm just wondering, as far as like wardrobe malfunctions, right? Like how how are they trying? Like what would they do? If something like that happen? How did they? Are they trying to like make sure nothing, nothing like that happens? Because it would be really weird if you see this like charred <laughs> arm like prosthetic on him and then it like it rips and then you can see his skin underneath <laughs> like that would just be terrible i i feel like you know there there could be some limitations to how he can move in that i know yeah. a lot of people were actually questioning if it was even him there's uh, a lot he, of people that do not think it's bray wyatt underneath there right now but also you know I, I have noticed that some people are pointing out too that you know maybe it's just because of how it looks now and he has been away for quite a while you know, he might have lost some weight in that time. The way things fit him, because they're different than what he was wearing before, might fit him a little bit form-fitting a little more. Yeah. So he's not as rounded. And so, like, he yeah, just I looks saw, smaller. I saw, I saw so. there's a lot of people that yeah. don't even think it's Bray Wyatt. And it's, po- and it's entirely possible that it wasn't him on this one, but they're setting up for when he is able to come back. Yeah, so you, you don't know as far as that goes. What it does, though, is it gets the story to, to progress. And, and going into Mania, we're going to have something completely different but oh, yeah. let's let's get to the finish of this match though because again we're, we're we are spending quite a bit of time on it but it i knew is, we would it, on this one we have to because it's one of the bigger things that's going on yeah. right now in wwe but with with the way that this finished though you know we we do get the fiend that you know he comes up um you know through the hole in the ring um orton is just stunned the entire time uh the fiend hits the the sister abigail and then oh yeah like he hits. He does the manual claw and then turns into yeah. Sister Abigail. What gets me about this though, and and I told you this too, is that's a disqualification right there. There's no way it's not because if if yeah, you're if you're, if you're that's doing all, that's outside interference. If you're doing it that way, why is that? Why why can yeah. that happen? So it it really bugged me the way that they booked this because. I thought it was just going to be one of those things where it was going to be a no contest. Yeah. You know, we we can't predict that this is going to happen. I thought that ref was going to be so far away from that that situation. Yeah. And instead, we get it where, you know, he hits the sister Abigail and Orton, Alexa, with this pin. <laughs> uh, and we'll talk about this in a minute because this definitely was controversial. Um, but she Not get, a PG pin. She gets the pin, and the ref counts one, two, three from outside the ring. Yeah. While the fiend is standing behind Bliss with still like the smoke and the red lights, yep. and like, and then Alexa gets the win, and it's just like, hold on, <laughs> like I understand, I'm supposed to believe that this demon-looking burnt-up thing, the Jason Voorhees of WWE, this is a thing. Yeah, we're not gonna we're not gonna allow people to slap their legs because that's gonna take people out of it. But this is okay. And then when yep. you have a match involving like a storyline that involves that. Only to have it, it, it just pulls me out of the match itself, and it, it just bothers me. It, it forces me to have to, like, kind of suspend my suspension of disbelief. Because I See, go, wait, 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 hold on, why did this just happen? I just sat there, and I just watched it, and I enjoyed it, because I, I, it's, it's everything is what I thought was yeah. going to happen. I, it, in normal matches, that's when I look at stuff like that, like the technicalities sure. of, like, well, this should have been this, or, like... You know why? Why are you doing rope breaks when it's no DQ? Sure. You know, so, like yep. stuff like that. But with this, with the way it is, yeah, it's like, it's it's just, it's not normal. I, you can't compare that to like your regular typical wrestling match. I just I just think at that point you just don't have a count. Yeah. You, you literally just call it what it is. 
It's just, it's thrown out. Yep. But it gets over, it gets the point across. I understand, you know, maybe you want to have it to where it's like, now they can, it, it messes with them now. Alexa Bliss has a win over you. Yeah. But technically, that shouldn't have been the case. And what, what happens if Randy Orton gets the win by disqualification there? What does it matter? Because it doesn't matter, like, when I look at it, it doesn't matter who got the win. That, that wasn't the point of this. Yeah. It was just a progressive story. Yep. So it should have just been a no contest in my mind, and we could have just moved on. Yeah. But So it was just one of those things, a little nitpicky thing that I was like, what the hell? But I'm still excited about it. I am too. But somebody who might not be too excited right now yeah. is Randy Orton's wife. Oh, she's not excited. Oh, she is livid. She took to Twitter instantly. Yep. And was extremely critical because if you did watch the way that Alexa Bliss pinned Randy Orton, uh, it definitely, like Cow you girl. said, was not PG. Cowgirl. And she stayed there for quite a while. Yep. I mean, minutes. And I could just, you could just tell right away that, like, you could just feel the heat coming from Randy Orton's wife because she is always outspoken, very critical of anything when it involves him. I think people are blowing it out of proportion, too, because it's not like she freaking sat on his crotch. She was sitting on his stomach. I, I just think that it was one of those things and where it happened and maybe it wasn't brought up because they didn't think to bring it up, and then when she saw like, it, she was seeing it for the first time and like, reacted emotionally. If she actually sat on his crotch or sat on his face, I could see why people would... <laughs> Would would be mad or like <laughs> she sat on his freaking stomach for God's sake. I just like, I just think it was the I think it was the shock factor more than anything. I I think maybe if if you know, that was me and my wife was watching and Alexa Bliss covered me like that, my wife would be like, he's a fu- he's he's a lucky dude. <laughs> there was there was a lot of mixed reaction to this, and yeah. I I guess I, I can see it a little bit from both sides. But again, Randy Orton gets an angry there. tweet from his wife. My wife would be like, did you enjoy that? <laughs> Oh my god! But she'd also probably say like hashtag jealous. <laughs> it was it was one of those things though where I can under like I said I can understand it kind of from both sides. I think it was just a, an emotional reaction to it and stuff. I know you had but mentioned like, that you had heard that Randy Orton was a little bit not yeah, upset, with, with, but he was down. Yeah, because of it, everything you know, it made such a it made such a big deal. Yeah, um, and but I'm like that the pin was was perfect in my opinion. She's the way she's acting right now. She's acting like a little, you know, haunted schoolgirl. That's exactly how I would imagine Alexa Bliss pinning somebody. I really whether wish it's you, a, whether it's a dude or a chick. I really wish you guys could have seen the the arm motions that he was making <laughs> for, for being a haunted schoolgirl because it was great. Um, but again, either way, it it moves along the storyline, and you know, Fiend again, back. and we're gonna we're gonna have more. On this over the next couple weeks. So I, I still don't know. I, like I said, I like the mask. I don't know about it. Everything yeah. from the from the neck down. I like the the burnt arm hand things. But like I said, the rest of them just like uh, I like I like the older fiend look. I was a little bit curious about this because uh, one one last thing before we kind of move on here because we do still have more to cover uh, is you know we we always hear about like the hurt and heal right yeah is it possible that one day we see the fiend actually not burnt and go back to the normal fiend. I don't know. Are we are we still gonna see Bray Wyatt as just Bray Wyatt? That's what I'm curious about. I wonder if we're still gonna see Bray Wyatt. And if we do, is he just gonna be normal Bray? Yeah. So like. But I don't I I don't know. I it's hard to tell because I'm starting to think one reason he was gone for so long is he actually did probably burn the crap out of his hair in that match where he was set on fire. <laughs> Could be. I I'm, I am not sure if the hair that is that is we see on him now if that's his real hair 
or if it's like part of are the they, mask. Are they doing like the cane thing? Yeah, I don't or, know if it's part you know. of the mask, but I do remember, you know, even though, you know, we all know how how they did the whole fiend lighting on fire thing, but the actual human being was on fire at one point in that match, <laughs> and a lot of him was on fire. Yeah. His hair was definitely on fire. <laughs> so... But um, more to come on that though. Again, yeah. when we when we get to our uh, WrestleMania preview, yeah, for sure. No, no worries on that. <laughs> like but, I said, it's it's one of the only things in WWE I actually give a crap about right yeah. now. And so. it, it was actually one of the biggest things to come out of Fastlane, if out of anything that happened. So, uh, but let's get to the last thing though from Fastlane that happened. Uh, that being. Oh, the main event, uh, Roman Reigns defending the WWE Universal Championship against Daniel Bryan, Edge being the special guest enforcer. Yep. Now, this one for me was interesting for the for the build-up to it, because they were really pushing this as, you know, we go into it, we look at it, and it's just going to be, well, Daniel Bryan's going to lose. Yep. It's just, how is he going to lose? Is Edge going to come into play on this? Is he going to cost him... The, the title, you know, what are we going to do? Those It was more of the questions of how are we going to get to this point at the end? And I think they did a, a decent job at doing it, but it definitely changes the picture going into WrestleMania. Yeah, I thought the match was good. Um, but yeah, like you said, the way this all went down, it definitely now seems like it's not just going to be Roman Reigns versus Edge at WrestleMania. It's going to be a triple threat match now. Because there was a lot of stuff that happened in that match. Um, Daniel Bryan went for the the flying knee. Miss knocked down the ref. Uh, chair, chairs were involved. Uso was involved. Um, with the ref being down, Edge stood up as his, uh, his special enforcer. He was taking over the match. He gets kicked. He gets hit with a chair from Daniel Bryan. Just, it was all, it was chaos at mm-hmm. the end. I, I think that, you know, the way that this has kind of been playing out, though, it, it did feel like, okay, we're, we're working towards this triple threat. Um, what's, what's crazy about it is that only recently became a thing. Um, you know, only, I think it was last week. A couple days before Fastlane. Yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't that long ago that they decided to pull the trigger on this going forward into WrestleMania. You know, we were looking at the, the main event of WrestleMania being Edge taking on Roman Reigns. Now we have Daniel Bryan added to that mix. And uh, honestly, I'm okay with that. Um, I think if if you don't put him there, what does he have to do? Yeah, and it's it's another way to where if they are going to put the title on edge, it's a way to have him uh, win and not have Roman look weak. Uh, interesting fact, I don't know if a lot of people know this. We found this out earlier. Roman Reigns has not lost... A singles competition match since December of 2019. Mm-hmm. So going on a year and a half, close to. Yep. He has not lost. So that here's another way to extend that. And honestly, like I, I've been thinking about this as well, and you know, I, I have been enjoying kind of how they're setting this up, though. You know, seeing the promo where Edge is talking to to Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan is like, you know, I, I don't understand why you have such a problem with this. You're the ultimate opportunist. You know, if anything, I feel like you would respect this because you already have your ticket punch for WrestleMania. I don't. I need to win to get there. And then Edge comes back and just says, it's not that I don't respect you or, or what you're doing. I understand what you're doing. I just, you're doing it the wrong way. And you're doing it at my expense. Mm-hmm. And it's like, these are like, in, in my mind, like some of the best 
promos, the best characters that we have going right now in all of WWE involved in the storyline. Um, you know, we go back to Royal Rumble. We talk about Daniel Bryan actually being the favorite to win the Royal Rumble this year, only to have right at the end Edge be the the surprise, you know, and end up actually winning from one and 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 kind of going on this you know huge, amazing journey to WrestleMania. And it just feels like, you know, the Daniel Bryan was kind of left in the dust in a sense at that mm -hmm. point because they wanted to go with this route with Edge. Uh, having Daniel Bryan kind of continuously be a thorn in the side of not only Roman Reigns, but also Edge going into this has, has been a great way to introduce his character. I think, you know, you're seeing heel tendencies from Edge, but also he's going to obviously be the overwhelming favorite going into this yeah, match. Yeah, right, right now it's... it's, it's it's being booked as Roman and Edge are be, are going to be the heels and Daniel Bryan will be the baby face. But I think no matter what happens with Edge, even him being a heel, he's going to be that, that tweener guy. I mean, so you, you have a little bit of everything in this match, and I, I like that. Yeah. Uh, normally I'm not the biggest fan of, of triple threat main events, I guess, when it comes to WrestleMania. We have seen a few. We've seen some good ones. We've seen some good ones, but we've also seen some bad ones, too. But also true. So I, I think, like, you know, we, we talk about triple threat matches in general, how it seems like they're kind of adding a lot of these, though, at the at the last minute because of the fact that they're like, we just don't know, we don't have anything else to do with these people. Yeah. What, what I was telling you, you know, prior to recording was, you know, I, I do kind of miss the days where WrestleMania was, that was your goal. And some people just didn't make the cut. Yeah. And, you know, better luck next year. And now it seems like they try to figure out a way to work every single person on the roster into a match. And I understand with it being two days long this year, you, you have more time. But that is a huge ask of an audience to devote that much time to one event. Yeah. I mean, when, when we were even talking about the point of sometimes when you had those shows that were four or five hours long, that's a lot to ask. You're talking about two days at almost like probably six hours. You know piece. what? I would rather I would rather have uh, two days worth and have a break than sit through another freaking eight and a half hour long yeah. WrestleMania again. And I totally fine with that. I just think they need to cut some of this stuff down because yeah. of again what they're what they're kind of doing here. Um, you know, I I think I can kind of get behind it a little bit more in in New Japan when it comes to to Wrestle Kingdom when they started doing that uh, because the way that they present their card and, and focus on their championships and stuff is way different than what WWE does. Yeah. So either way though, um, I think going into WrestleMania, you know, obviously, you know, we, you know, Roman picked up the win here um, after all the chaos and, and uh, retains a title, uh, which again was expected after going Edge into this. destroyed both Roman yes. Reigns and Daniel Bryan with the chair. Yeah. So I, I think what they did here, again, just like we were saying with Alexa Bliss and Randy Orton, uh, this did put over effectively what they were trying to do. Yep. It, it definitely sells that, that triple threat aspect going into WrestleMania. And uh, honestly, though, I am excited for that because, again, like we said, I think we see Edge get the victory there over Daniel Bryan. I Reigns, hope so. Reigns has the. Uh, basically argument that he was not pinned yep. therefore he never lost therefore he should get another shot at it um I, I think we can go a lot a lot of different places with that um one of the things i was actually kind of thinking about uh just as far as a, a quick wrestlemania prediction was can you imagine after all of this edge comes back on this run and then the night after wrestlemania after winning the title he comes out and he literally just goes 
I gotta relinquish the title again. Well, uh, <laughs> that would suck. I don't think they're gonna do it because they do have him signed to a little bit of a say, longer he's, deal. He's, he's got like a, th- a three year deal. Yeah, I believe. but I I just think that that can you imagine like how that would go though too, where it's like, like oh not again, right? Like it would be interesting. Dude, uh, I'm not looking forward to seeing Edge leave again. I had to see him leave one time, right? And I bawled my friggin' eyes out. That was okay. That um, was one of the worst ones because of how it happened. It was so sudden. You you didn't know it was coming. A lot of other ones you kind of did, but his was just one of the most shocking retirements at that point that I yeah. had seen. Yeah, I, I, I bawled like a baby. <laughs> and I'll probably friggin' ball like a baby again. <laughs> you know, probably in three years when he retires and I'm 42, 43, and I'm going to be like, no! <laughs> not Edge! Not again! I can't take this! I'm not ready! <laughs> but overall, though, I, I do have to say, I think Fastlane, I, I think that this could have been spread out over over a couple of different raws. I thought that they, yeah. I thought the only reason that they really did this pay per view was to do a dry run on on Peacock on the on the format that they oh, have yeah. for the streaming service going into WrestleMania to try to work out the kinks. I, I think that's one of the biggest things that they did this for um, because I think that again a lot of this stuff probably could have been done on Raw or SmackDown. Yeah, it was, it was overall a very lackluster pay-per-view in my opinion. Couple good matches. Uh it's mo- it was mostly it's like it's like when you watch a TV show and you're like, "Well, this week's episode sucked." <laughs> and it was just boring because it was all just storyline filler to get to the next episode. It's Walking Dead season 2. It's Walking Dead season <laughs> 2. Yeah. There's a couple of matches that you yeah. could have watched on there and it would have got to the point you didn't have to watch the whole thing. Yeah. So Either way, uh, WrestleMania is starting to be uh, is starting to come into focus a little more now. Um, again, we will have uh, a more detailed rundown, um, more of a preview uh, of WrestleMania coming up As in a couple comes. of weeks. Um, obviously, there's some big stuff coming up. Sure, that we're we'll gonna... have some more Hall of Fame inductees to announce. Right, so we will keep you posted on this um, as, as we kind of go along. But um, you know, that's going to wrap up Fastlane. Um, we're gonna get into some other stuff here, though. Let's. Uh, do you just want to get right into Let's some other right business? All right. We're not even gonna take a break. That's how serious we are. How excited we are about what's coming. Oh, up. I just know we're going long. We gotta get. This oh, a hundred percent, we are. <laughs> we always do. Uh, I don't even know why we think that we're gonna go forty-five because we always go about an hour and a half. Uh, so here we are. Um, nine days away at this point, as we sit and record. Nine days away. When this gets released, it will be eight. Yep. Eight days away from the biggest show that has ever happened in the central Wisconsin area. Uh, I would say the biggest show that Frontline Pro has been a part of. I, I think the biggest thing that we have been a part of. It's, um, it's definitely the biggest show Frontline has is done. It's definitely the biggest show that we've that's that we've been a part of. Yeah. Uh, I cannot wait. It just it's it's going to be amazing. Uh, most of you guys already know this, but let's just get it all out there right now. Get that info out there for you. April third, twenty twenty one, Holiday and Convention Center, Stevens Point, Wisconsin. Frontline Pro is going to present Honor Bound, featuring possible WWE Hall of Famer Rob Van Dam. Yep. I mean, I it's insane. Um, the journey to get to this point has been absolutely insane. It's been two years in the making, <laughs> and it's it's just it's been one of those things that we it just felt like we the, were... the the day this show happens, it, I believe, is going to be six days short yep. of two years <laughs> to the day that we announced that this show was going to happen, um, and originally was supposed to happen 
in November of 2019, but then Ben McCoy broke his leg, so then we said, okay, we'll do April 2020. COVID happened, the state was shut down, we had no nothing. Like, we were going to do the show, even with COVID happening, until the governor shut the state down. We had no choice at, at that point. Yep. So now we're here, it's, it's nine days away, I cannot wait, I'm Seriously. so stoked. So let's kind of get to some of the details on this one, though. Um, <laughs> so we had we had Frontline Pro call to arms this past weekend. Yep. Uh, and, you know, even before that, we'll talk a little bit about um, the show that we had back in January as well, Justice for All. Yep. Um, that was in Marshfield. Uh, we'll kind of we'll go over a bunch of stuff. We'll talk a little bit about what's coming up for Frontline Pro uh, coming up uh, at the Stevens Point Show on April 3rd. Uh, kind of give you guys a quick rundown of kind of what's going on there. So where, where do you want to start, man? We got a lot of places we could start right now. Uh, let's just start, um, let's start with the, uh, World Heavyweight Championship picture in Frontline. Do you want to go with that right away? Let's go with it. Really? All right. All right. So let's, uh, let's go back to it then. So let's go back to, uh, January. Let's go to Justice for All. We, we saw one of the more controversial finishes in a Frontline Pro match in quite a while. Uh, we had, had the interview with the new Frontline Pro champion. Yep, Coda Jacobs. Mr. Coda Jacobs himself. Uh, after defeating Colin Brooks again in a little bit of a controversial finish, uh, back in January, Coda Jacobs found himself the new Frontline Pro heavyweight champion. And not only did he defeat, uh, at that point, Colin Brooks, the, I want to say, second highest, second longest second reigning longest heavyweight champion, <clears throat> but then this past weekend, had to take on Weapon Next, Logan Lynch, who actually has the record for being the longest reigning yep. champion. The, in the first Pro. champion and the longest reigning champion. And honestly, it again, it was impressive to see Coda Jacobs handle his business. Is he legit now? He, he went in there, he told you everything that he was going to do, and he did it. So we had him on the show, I, I brought this up, I said he had a lot of critics and, and haters and doubters at the time thinking he wasn't going to stand a chance against Logan Lynch. He beat Logan Lynch last weekend. Mm. Is he legit now? I, I think you can you can say yes, but it's also with a little asterisk next to it because of the fact that the way that he's getting these victories... Doesn't matter. I, I understand that it's... What does it say in the books? It's it's a W. I'll give him exactly. that. But at the same time, I think if he can beat somebody clean, then then I think he's legit. I think as far as it goes, though, you can't argue with what, success. What, you what can't Booker, argue with the champion. What does Booker T always say? You ain't cheating, you ain't trying. That's that's Eddie Guerrero. Oh, Booker T said it too. <laughs> no, he says, tell me you didn't just say that. <laughs> oh, Booker T, Booker T. I always remember hearing him say on, uh, on commentary and stuff when he was doing stuff, um, like whether it's like... Um, on like broadcast table or whatever, he always says if he ain't. Maybe he got it from Eddie. He definitely got it from. Eddie. I know Eddie was yes. my cheating seal. <laughs> but yes, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. It was even in his theme song. Yeah. But again, it, it. I mean, I understand it. I understand where it comes from. But you can't argue with results. And right now, Coda Jacobs is the defending frontline pro heavyweight. In, champion. in the last in the last month, he's just beat two of the three champions in frontline pro. And not only that, but. The two longest reigning champions in yeah. Frontline Pro. So, so I, I think he solidified himself as one of the top guys in the company for sure. Well, he is the top guy in the company right now. Well, you want you want to talk about another top guy in the company though. Let's let's talk about who he's going to be facing though uh, at Honorbound in Stevens Point for the championship. So let let's go back again to this past weekend though. We had the Fatal Four Way match. 
uh, who was, that was going to decide the number one contender uh, to the title. Um, that was Backwoods Brown taking on Brock Hall, taking on T-Dub 3, taking on Simply Amazing Justin Dredd. Yep. Um, that match was exactly what you thought it was going to be. It delivered on so many levels. I was so bummed we weren't doing commentary for that because I would have loved to have pulled Oh, that. me too. I, there were so many high spots, though, too, um, during that one. It was fast-paced, and it was competitive all the way down to the end of the match. Um, but when we get down to the end of it, Simply Amazing Justin Dredd comes out with the, the huge victory here, earns himself that shot at the championship at Honorbound, and that is going to be, again, another tough test in the way of Coda Jacobs and, and his uh, his era of the brighter future of Frontline Pro. So it's, you know, he's gonna he just got himself a title shot at what is going to be the biggest show in Frontline Pro's history as of this point. Um, will there be shows in the future that will be bigger than this one? I damn sure hope so. <laughs> If there is, that means we're doing something right, right? <laughs> exactly. So, um, but this is a huge opportunity for him. You know, we, we, we've seen a lot of impressive uh, impressive things out of him during his, his career. Um, he has been one of those people that, you know, every time you see him, he's getting better and better. Um, he, he's definitely like a fine wine. He has been getting better with age. His his technical ability is, is up there on par with some of the best in the entire Midwest. So... I think when it really comes down to it, this is going to be a hell of a match coming up at Honorbound. I can't and I, wait. I can't wait, and I can't wait to be a part of it. Yep. So let's let's move on though to um, let's let's talk about another championship match that's going to be happening. Obviously, all of the titles for Frontline Pro are going to be on the line during this event. So another one being the King of the Cruiserweights uh, Championship. That's we're going to see uh, Gavin Pi Magnum Gavin Pi, uh, <laughs> aka Gavin McCoy, taking on T Dub Three, and uh, if I'm pretty sure that this is actually the first time ever that we'll be seeing them in a one-on-one contest against each other. Um, I, I really do have a feeling that this one is going to be fast-paced, it's going to be high-flying, and it's it's going to be over before you know it. Do not blink during this match because you will miss something. Gavin's got his work cut out for him in this one because T-Dub 3 is one of the best in the business. And, you know, I, I think when, when you really look at this, though, this is going to be... You know, we, we, we've been talking about the challenges that, that Coda Jacobs has been facing with a lot of the, the top, you know, talent that he's been facing. I think for Gavin, this is going to be the toughest, maybe one of the toughest title defenses that he has um, for, for this championship. Um, I, I think we're going to see T-Dub 3, rep, you know, because he's going to be representing Culture Nation. Do we, do we see, uh, you know, the numbers game come into effect? Do we, how, you know, how is this going to work? I, there's a lot of questions that are around this one. Yep. I just, I'm telling you guys, though. This one's going to be such a fast-paced, exciting match. You are not going to want to miss it. Can't wait to call it. <laughs> it's going to be a challenge. I really think that some of these guys are going to be doing some of the some stuff that we've never seen before during the show. I just well, I have that feeling. We can make up cool names for stuff. Everything's modified, man. Yeah. <laughs> but let's uh, let's also move on though. Uh, let's talk about um, you know we we talked about the the championship picture though too the heavyweight championship picture and it, we'd be remiss if we don't talk about this. So there is going to be a fatal five-way for a future shot at the Frontline Pro Heavyweight Championship somewhere down the line. It's going to be the five people that are going to be in this match. All five people have been champions in some company, too. So, mm-hmm. And it's it's going to be... I, I don't even know. If we had to make picks, I don't even know who I would pick on this one. It's, it's, it's insane. One. So let, let's go through it. Um, you know, We talked about you know past champions. 
We talked about Colin Brooks. We talked about Logan Lynch. Both of them are involved in this one. We, we talk about, you know, Backwoods Brown being in that fatal four-way, probably one of the biggest competitors in all of Frontline Pro. He's going to be involved in this match. We also have the, uh, he was, or uh, the outlaw, Zach Hendricks, who was the uh, Frontline Pro top prospect tournament winner yep. not that long ago either. Um, he's going to be involved in this match. And I, I will say this, this could be the X factor in this entire match, is that Zach Hendricks is going to be managed by Angel Armani. Yeah, uh, now in a one-on-one match, I think that would give you, or give him uh, a, a severe advantage. This is a fatal five-way. There are, are no rules, and I, I I don't know how much of a factor he's going to be in that match because of it. Honestly, though, when it comes to when it comes to rules and Angel Armani, there hasn't been one that he hasn't broken, and he knows how to do it. He knows how to get away with <clears> stuff. <throat> well, that's what I'm saying. It's a fatal five-way. Yeah. There are no rules. Yeah, but. It's not just a one-on-one match. There's there's four other guys. All I'm saying is that's like going into this match with a partner. And that is that is a huge advantage, though. If you're really looking at it, especially with the knowledge and the, the experience yeah. that Angel Armani has, that could be exactly what Zach Hendricks needs to get over the top and get that shot. But, and let's not, let's not gloss over this one at all because I'm actually really, really excited for this one. The ice pick, Vic Capri, makes his return to Frontline Pro. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, um, I know there was uh, some injury issues for a while there, and then obviously with you know not having shows and stuff, this mm-hmm. is going to be, uh, I think, our first first show with him back. So very, very excited for that. Yep. Um, he's always been one of those people that will always do some amazing stuff in that ring. So when you really, really look at this match on paper... This one's going to be insane, dude. I, I don't know who to pick. Everybody has a legit shot to win this match. Oh, I, absolutely. So it's it's going to be absolutely awesome. I cannot wait for this one as well. So let's get back to the title picture, though. Let's get back to, uh you know, let's go with this one right now, and then we'll get to the other one here in a second. Let's get to the tag team title match. Yep. So this one does have a change in it, though, and we will definitely uh, bring you up to speed on that one. But let's let's tell you what the match was going to be, and then we'll give you the, the bad news, the update, um, unfortunately. So in this one, uh, you know, let's go back to uh, Justice for All back in January, uh, where we actually had the fatal four-way match to crown the first ever Frontline Pro Tag Team Champions. Um that match was absolutely insane. Yes, it was. So fast-paced, so many high spots. Um, but in the end, we we saw the the brand-new team. The first time these guys have really teamed together, uh, the team of the Dream Warriors. The Dream Warriors. Oh, man, I was so pumped when they when they made their debut. It was awesome. Uh, the team of Quinn Wittick and Skylar Evans. Man, those guys can move, dude. It's those guys can team fly. Right there. And it's, it's awesome seeing what they've been doing. Uh, but they're going to be taking on... The team of the Dojo of Pain, Shane Hills, and Aaron Arsenal. Yep. Now, this match was set to be a triple threat match featuring Valhalla Rising, uh, that being the bastard son of Odin, Devlin Kane, and Ragnar the Ruthless. And unfortunately, we have just found out a couple of days ago that Devlin Kane uh, is injured and um, will not be able to make the show. Underwent knee surgery. Yeah, it's... That's a bummer, man. I, I was really looking forward to that because those guys have been on an absolute tear they have. recently in the state of Wisconsin, winning titles and multiple everywhere. Promotions. And I was so excited for them to get that opportunity um, at this show for Frontline Pro. Um, and it's it's just a bummer, man. Um, it is what it is. Um, injuries happen. 
It, it is, you know, it happens. Um, well, I think Dojo of Pain took advantage of that this past weekend when they jumped the Dream Warriors after uh, their tag team match. Mm-hmm. And I think they maybe have ticked those guys off <laughs> just a little bit uh, and maybe lit a fire underneath these guys that they probably shouldn't have because I, I, I think Dojo of Pain's going to gonna maybe have a I don't know what do you call it a little case of foot and mouth disease and <laughs> honor bound or maybe uh, they have a little bit of the writing checks their ass can't cashies <laughs> um, not sure but I, I, I think they ticked off the wrong guys because we, we've we definitely seen how talented Quinn Wittick and uh, Skyler are so but you, yeah. you have to realize though when it comes to somebody with the knowledge of Shane Hills, he has basically taught everything to everybody when it comes to the state of Wisconsin and professional wrestling. Yeah, he's, he's taught everybody everything they know, but not everything he knows. Exactly, and I think that's where that really comes into play, that experience edge. And again, just like I was saying with Angel Armani, it's the same thing. It's He's going to find ways to get around the rules, and he's going to try to take every advantage that he can. He's going to use every dirty trick in his, I was about to say arsenal, <laughs> <laughs> but he's going to use every trick in the book to be able to bring those titles what's back the, to the dojo. What's the uh, over under on how long Aaron Arsenal's scarf stays on in the match? Because <laughs> it was uh, his his match in uh, at Frontline and Spencer last weekend. It was on for quite a long time. <laughs> I mean, it works. He makes it look good. What can what can you say? <laughs> but either way, that that's going to be a hell of a match. That's going to be a really fun one again. Um, I, I can't wait. They and all are. This card is stacked. Seriously, it is. But again, uh, best wishes and speedy recovery going out to uh, Devlin Kane. Yeah, uh, we, we definitely hope to hope to see you back sooner than later. So you'll be back to pillaging in no time. Heal up easy, brother. <laughs> all right, so let's move on to another title match, that being for the Battle Championship. Uh, this is actually a shocker. So this is something that if you weren't at the show uh, this past weekend, this is going to be news to you. Uh, so going into this past weekend, uh, Jay Cash was actually the battle champion. Not anymore. Nope. Um, in a very interesting turn of events, we we saw we saw Rough Daddy himself, saw Rough Crossing take the title. Um, in in definitely, uh, like I said, a change that was very unexpected. Yeah, and it was crazy too because it was a no holds barred match. So you you think in in a match with a stipulation like that, you're gonna see. So like a lot of brutal violence and like a uh, a brutal finish, a simple roll up. That's all it was. I, I think he he caught Cash off guard, and no one expected a, a roll up for the win. Sometimes that's all it takes, though, is is to go out of the comfort zone, go you know, go away, go the opposite of what they think you're yep, going to exactly. do. Exactly. You know, at that point though, I will give credit to to Crossing on that one. We'll give some credit to Ruff because. He definitely played that extra level. Yep. It's not, you know, what does he think I'm going to do? It's what do I think he thinks I'm going to do? And he definitely got into the head of Jay Cash on this one. That being said, Jay Cash will be getting his rematch at Honorbound in Stevens Point. And this time, there's not going to be any pinfalls. There's not going to be any disqualifications. It is going to be, con- this match is going to be contested under last man standing rules. Uh, we better have people. Uh outside of the ring for this one because I definitely want to make sure we don't put any holes in the walls this time. You know, honestly, when it comes to, to Jay Cash's history in Stevens Point, though, 
it hasn't always gone well for him here. No, I believe the last show he had a cinder block broken over his head by Shane Hills. And in this match, that's completely legal. Yeah. And honestly, with you know, I would not put that by rough on on this one. So this one's going to be physical. It's going to be you know, I can I can throw out all of those words. The it's going to be a slobber knocker. It's going to be physical. It's going to be it's going to be hard hitting. And it's I don't even think any of those words describe how physical this match is going to be. These guys legitimately dislike each other in the history that they've had Still over the past couple months. Still not going to be catch as can catch style. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you never know, but I, I think with this one, we're going to see some heavy hands thrown. We're going to see some huge kicks, and it's going to be physical as all hell, and I cannot wait for it. Oh, yeah. So, let's get on to another match on this one, though, too. We only got a couple of them left, and we're definitely bearing the lead here, but it's going to be something else. This one, though, again... It's going to be thrilling, it's going to be just over the top, and it's going to be, a, it's just going to be so much fun. It's going to be the team of the Fanny Pack kid, Cal Hero, making his uh, his return to Stevens Point for the first time in probably, yeah, since the last time we've been here. Since it's almost two years. And not only that, but I, I do have to say, shout out to him, though, props to him for doing some of the stuff that he's doing right now. Working down in OVW has been awesome. He's killing it. To, to see him down there, watching some of the stuff that he's been doing, really cool. Shout out to you, Cal. You're awesome. I sent uh, I sent him and uh, Dave Hero a message the other day because I was playing WWE 2K19. <laughs> That's right. And I came I was in the uh, create a character section under like what's new, just looking to see uh, who's been uploaded lately, looking to see if there's any cool characters downloaded. And I'm scrolling through, and on that on that first page, I get a couple rows down. And I see a Cal Hero. I was like, no way. <laughs> and I clicked on it. And I took a picture of it and I sent it to Dave and, and Cal. And they both thought that was so cool. I saw Cal uh, posted it in his stories on Facebook, like that someone made this, and it was so cool. Um, I told Dave, I was like, you know, you know, your kid's a, a big deal when people are making creative characters on them on a freaking video game. So. And from from what I saw on that though too, because he sent me that same picture, it was actually pretty good. Yeah, definitely a good give, one. Give the person some credit on that one. If we if we knew who it was, I made it. Yeah. <laughs> but either way, that's always cool to see. But we're gonna see the team of uh, Cal Hero. And Katie Forbes making her, uh, this is her Frontline Pro debut? Frontline Pro debut. So, uh, and, you know, obviously a lot of you know that uh, Katie Forbes is actually Mrs. RVD. Yeah. Congrats go out to them, though, because they actually did just get married, and uh, I can't wait to tell them that very soon. (laughs) But they're going to be taking on the team of Joey, Jet, Avalon, and Sierra. And Sierra's also making at least her her Stevens Point wrestling debut. I don't we have we had her. We've, I don't think we've ever had her on a show. Yeah, so it's it's going to be a lot of first. Heard a lot this about match, her, but yeah, um, you know we we've talked about this before. We've been able to follow her career because she's been working you know in a lot around Wisconsin. I know for we've the past we've few talked years. about having her on several shows before, and it just it never never worked out. Mm-hmm. Now now here we are, you know, again a couple years later, and. Uh, this is going to be one of those matches that I think, you know, a lot of people are really just thinking that this is just going to be Cal and Katie just having their way, having a fun time, making making Avalon and Sierra just look like jokes. Well, Joey Avalon's no pushover. And I, I honestly think that they're coming to play spoiler. They're coming to ruin a good time, and I think that's just their goal for the yeah, night. Yeah, they're, they're going to turn the... Uh, he wants to turn the fanny pack party into who wants to see a dead body party. He's going to try to turn all of the uh, the frowns in Stevens Point upside down <laughs> when it comes to this one. Because, honestly, when it comes to Joey Jet Avalon, one of the best that Wisconsin has ever seen. Um, there, You can't say enough about this guy. 
but at the same time, this is going to be a hell of a match, and if anybody can give uh, Katie and Cal kind of the run for their money, it's going to be somebody who's going to try to play spoiler like Joey Jet Avalon. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's, yeah, this match is going to be an absolute banger. Um, this card is just stacked from top to bottom, and it we is. haven't even gotten to the main event yet. Nope. Honestly, all of these matches on this card could be main events anywhere around, and this is all just on one show. Yeah. And again, we haven't even got to the main event, so let's get to it. <sighs> Two years in the making. I mean, we'll, we'll get more in-depth on this. A lot of you guys already know the story, but we'll get more in-depth on this in the future, on a future episode um, of, of how everything has happened to get us to this point. But, um, man, we're going to see Bulletproof Ben McCoy taking on, again, Mr. Monday Night. Future, well, he has many names. Mr. Mr. Monday Night, Mr. ECW, Mr. 420, Mr. PPV. Hell, Mr. ECW. Yeah. Future WWE Hall of Famer, Rob Van Dam. Um, I just need to take a second because, again, this has been such a long road to get to this point, and we're only, you know, a week and a half away Days from away. this, and it's, it's going to be absolutely amazing. Um, I don't even know what we can really say about this matchup that hasn't been said before. Um, I, I think this is obviously the the biggest match of, of Ben McCoy's life. Oh, I mean, it is. It's, and it's all built up to this. His entire career has has worked to get here. Um, and I, I think that the way everything has gone down to get us to this point, it, it all had to happen this way. It makes it more dramatic. It's, and it makes it more... It makes you care about it more. It makes you invest yeah. in it more because we were supposed to see this a year and a half ago. And yeah. then, you know, Ben broke his leg, COVID, here we are. Like, yeah. it's finally here. Um, I, I think that, you know, obviously it's it's been one of those things that it's, it has taken this long to get here. But because the story is what it is, I, I think it only just adds to the legend that this whole event, this, this show, this match, uh, you know, everybody that's been involved in this to this point, the, the documentary is still here, everything is culminating finally, and I think that with the timing of everything, you know, again, we, we talked about this before, if, if those things wouldn't have happened, we wouldn't be in line right now, we, the show would have been over years ago, and yeah. it would have been, it would have just been, you know, Rob Van Dam, the the legend of Rob Van Dam. Now it's the Hall of Famer Rob Van Dam. Um, I, I think that sometimes in life things happen for a reason, and I, I think that all of the bumps and bruises that have happened and all of the, the issues and, and things that have come up during this, they all had to happen the way that they did for us to get to this point. So, um, you know, I guess I, I got, you know, I kind of just want to say thank you to everybody that's really stuck with us and supported us this entire way. Um, and are being very understanding as far as how how everything's going. I know everyone I've talked to that so, still has their tickets for this show. They are still just as pumped about this show <laughs> as they were when we first announced it, and they're all looking forward to it. We're all looking forward to it, I'm sure. I damn sure know Ben's looking forward to it. I know Rob's probably looking forward to mm -hmm. it. Everyone's looking forward to this. You know, and, and we, we've talked about this before, though, too, and we, we do have to say this, though, and, you know, I'm sure we'll, we'll say this, though, too, um, you know, when we get the chance with, with him. But, um, 
you know, I, I, I guess I want to personally just say thank you to him for uh, also sticking with it. You know, um, a lot of things have happened in that time, and it, it he could have easily said no. Yeah, some um, some some people might not have stayed yeah. along for this whole journey, and he he did, yeah. and I think that says a lot about him and his loyalties and commitments and just his personality. Yep, but I I also think that that show that goes to show you how. Uh, I guess important and impressive, and just invested how, he is. Well, and and how much that this project means to him, though, as exactly. well, it, as much as it does to everybody else too. So, um, you know, let's let's make our let's let's talk about our announcement now that we're this far into the show. But yeah, so uh, here here here's our big announcement, everyone. <laughs> I hope you're ready because um, it's kind of a big one. Yeah, um, I, it's I'm only gonna be the biggest thing we've ever done. I, I ever. definitely have some goosebumps even just thinking about <laughs> it, like right now. Like it's just my hair is standing on end because uh, we can actually officially finally announce that next week we will have the opportunity to sit down with Rob Van Dam for an interview. Uh, just before uh, Honor Bound next week, I, it's so hard because like there's so many emotions that's kind of going through me right now that I don't even know kind of where to start. All that's... I can really say is that I'm just so excited for this opportunity. Um, thank you to, to Frontline Pro. Thank you to, to Ben, to Crystal. Thank you to Rob. Um, just everybody involved in this that has gotten us to this point. Eric Beach, uh, the crew from Still Here all of the roster, all of the fans that have stuck with us, everything that has gotten us to this point, thank you guys so much. Um, and just, we're going to put a post on the um, on the Facebook page. We're going to make sure we have um, the, the link for tickets and stuff for Honorbound because you're going to want to get those. But we will also put something out there um, because, you know, if you guys have questions, we, we want to hear what they are because, you know, depending on how much time we have, we, we may use them, we may not. But we want to know what you guys personally want to know about Rob Van Dam. You know about Katie Forbes, about Still Here, about Honor Bound, about Frontline Pro in general, anything and everything. You guys, RVD, CBD. <laughs> um, Say that ten times fast. Yeah, <laughs> but anything you guys you know want to know that you know we might be able to use during an interview, put it out there on the post. Um, we'll see you know, if we can get it in. Yeah, I mean it's it's going to be one of those things. We don't want to take up too much of his time because he's going to be extremely busy around that time, but. It is going to be an absolute privilege and an honor to sit down with him, a man who is an absolute legend in the business. Um, and even if it's just for a short time, it's it's going to be awesome, man. I, I can't wait for it. I can't wait. I can't wait. It. Yeah, and, it's it's going to be fun. Yeah. I just can't wait <laughs> to sit down and just pick his brain. I already know yep. one question I'm going to ask. Well, don't him. don't tell. I'm don't not going to tell him. I'm not going to tell him. <laughs> Save it. But I'm just I I already know the question I'm going to ask him. It's. You know, we kind of we kind of agreed we're gonna do one fanboy question each, <laughs> and then we're gonna get into the to the meat to the business of yep. like why you know, you know what got him involved with Frontline is still here and all that. We're gonna cover all that stuff, but I know my question. I can't wait. It's it's gonna be a good one. Trust me. So next week is gonna be a little bit of a different posting schedule. So we we did kind of want to give you guys a heads up on that one. I don't believe we're recording next Thursday. No, so I don't we... have any plans on it. I want to save it for. Friday. I do too. I, I think we put all of our efforts into that interview and we get that one out there, do as best as we can on that one. So uh, currently the plan is for us to sit down with Rob, uh, do our interview sometime on Friday. Um, at that point then I will make sure it gets posted. Um, we will put the links out on our Facebook page, all the social media as usual. Um, we will get that information out so you guys can even possibly listen to that interview on your way to Frontline Pro Honorbound that next day. So Oh, man, again, this is going to be an absolute blast, um, you know, and 
it's it's been a long time in the making i know we have definitely put a lot of our uh blood sweat and tears into this show into the like past two years of uh trying to get to this point so um <laughs> we're almost there man yeah not much longer so can't wait uh, just, i'm just so pumped <laughs> i want this weekend to just cruise by so fast and next week like, I just want to be here. It, it'll be here before you know it, and it'll fly by so fast. I gotta um, get my hair done. You got to get your hair did, get your nails did. Get my hair did. <laughs> but, um, you know, honestly, though, too, um, you know, we I kind of went through, and I, I thanked a lot of people that were a part of this project, a part of this event and everything, but I gotta say, you know, thank you to you, man, for, uh, you know, getting back on board with doing Aww. this podcast again. Um, you know, oh. we, we'd kind of taken a, quite a bit of time off, but we, we knew going into... WrestleMania season going into Honor Bound that we wanted to bring this back at least for a short run for you guys so we could talk about all of this stuff. I definitely have missed this. Um, and, you know, we'll we'll see maybe going into the future kind of where this takes us. Well, but. you, you kind of were like Shawn Michaels there. You lost your smile for podcasting. Yeah. and Life, man. You, yeah, dude, like, I, I get it. Life life goes away. There was, there's so much stuff that, yeah. that we missed that I really were, like, I yep. see it. I read about it. I hear it. Like, <laughs> I'm like, God, I would love to just sit here and do a whole episode on yep. this one topic page. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a lot uh, there, man. <laughs> you know, but uh, I, I still love her. I still love her. I think. Um, uh, yeah. But yeah, I, I'm glad you got your passion back. So thank you for for uh, reaching out and, and wanting to do this again for sure i, I think you that... know me i'm always down to talk about wrestling <laughs> we've always said uh, when we sit and talk about wrestling like we should just turn on a, a freaking microphone and record the stuff cause... yeah you guys have definitely missed out on a lot of just ridiculous crazy that would have been gold kind of conversations that we have had over the past few years before we brought this back uh, a lot of them not appropriate for for air, but yeah, I think I only swore one time this whole episode. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure uh, we kept this one PG-13 because I, I dropped I dropped only one f bomb. So I, I, I think I said shit. <laughs> so now it's twice. Well, I mean, I've said a few, but I mean, like I said, one f bomb that's pretty yeah. good. We don't even have to put a warning on that. So, so. but um, you know, again, it, it's definitely one of those things. Uh, also, you know, big shout out to Alicia. Uh, we we couldn't do this without her. Um, yeah, she. I... Her her patience with us though too. Sometimes when it comes to recording. Got to thank her for that oh, one. She's fine. <laughs> she's just sitting in there doing her homework, anyways. <laughs> yeah, that'll happen. Also, thank thank you, Pig, for uh, keeping it relatively quiet. <laughs> he's too shy now. He looked away. Got a got a sick puppy. <laughs> I think he's doing better though. But again, overall, um, thank you guys again for sticking through. This has also been another extra long episode. So, yeah. Uh, but There's you know, just too much stuff to talk about, man. It's WrestleMania season. What do you expect? I mean, if anything, I always think about it this way. We gotta yeah. start doing the, t- the two day things, like two day episodes. Like. <laughs> I, what I was gonna say though is, if anything, on these long episodes. At least if you guys listen to it in parts, that's extra plays for us. So that's totally yeah. fine with me. So if you guys have to take this one in, in sessions, if you have to take breaks, go ahead. It just means more plays for us, so we're fine <laughs> with that. But uh, So we're going to wrap this one up, though. Um, so let's get all the social media stuff out of the way, and let's get out of here. Uh, you can always find us on social media, on Twitter, at SmartMoney, at KLock7, at agens 81 uh, you can find us on Facebook. Uh, that's where we're going to see a lot of this stuff posted coming up for Honor Bound. So make sure you go over to Smart Money Wrestling Podcast on Facebook. Give us a like. Give us a follow over there because you're not going to want to miss uh, a lot of the stuff that's going to be coming up, especially when it comes to the RVD and, and Frontline Pro news and, and that kind of stuff. We're going to 
make sure to try to cover a lot of that for you guys over there as well. Uh, also, go hit us up on Instagram. I believe that's at or uh, Smart Money Wrestling Podcast over there. Yep. Again, you guys will find it. You guys are smart with the tech, so you guys will get there. And again, all of our past episodes are over on SoundCloud. Go check them out. Give them a listen. Um, we're still finding that we have a lot of listens from way, way old episodes, man. Hey, I'm cool with that because that means people are listening and, and liking what they hear and go back yeah. farther and want to listen to more of our stuff. And yep, works for me, man. And, yeah, that, and that's I'm why cool we do it. it. You know, Again, the more the more listens, the more interaction we have with you guys, the more we're willing hey, to do it. If so. you care about what my opinion in wrestling was two years ago, <laughs> please go listen to it. <laughs> I, I will still talk about it if you bring it back up. <laughs> like, hey, you remember when you said this? And I'll be like, no. Nope. <laughs> and then you'll tell me what I said, and I'll be like, oh, yeah, yeah I that, remember that. That sounds like me. Yeah. <laughs> but, all right, thanks again, guys, for sticking with us. Check back next week for our awesome Rob Van Dam interview. Um, and uh, the week after that for our WrestleMania preview and then again, like I said, we're gonna have to we're we'll gonna see have, where it we're goes gonna from have there. to do a, a honor bond breakdown show. Oh, hundred percent, man. That because it's uh, WrestleMania on, week by itself. Like yeah. that's it. That's all I want to do is talk about that. What happened? I, I think I think we can find a way to make that one work. Yeah. Um. I I was able to make sure that I I took off some days around that show, so I think we can try to figure something out. So also, oh, before we leave, quick shout out to yes. Randy and Rookie Sports Bar, our official after party spot. Yes. For Honorbound, uh, karaoke that night. He hooked Boom. us up big. Appreciate yeah, that, Randy. Hell yeah. Uh, looking forward to it. Looking forward to uh, this this partnership we uh, are getting the ball rolling on with with rookies and Randy as as being our official frontline pro after party spot. We had a blast there two years ago, and yep. we're gonna have an we're gonna even have better an, time this and time. And we're gonna so. have much more fun in the future. <laughs> so thanks a lot, Randy. Appreciate Hell yeah, it. huge shout out for that one. So, all right, guys, thanks again for sticking with us. Um, we'll be back next week, like we said, with our amazing Rob Van Dam interview. I can't wait. I hope you guys are just as excited as we are for that one. So until then, peace, latest. Oh.